The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the middle of the month. It's the 15th of September, 2018, if you can believe it. Um, We do this all the time, and I'm debating if I'm going to keep doing it, but I like doing it because I believe it is so helpful. Stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because when you live your life on those terms, there's going to be some great things coming around the bend for you. Not right away. You have to go after those three verses on their own and do them a minimum of 28 days to even start making a change in your life. But what I'm what I'm trying to convey to everybody is this. Your self-talk is so important. And I think most people don't even think about it. I hear people saying stuff to themselves all the time. I would never, and even if I did say it in the past, I would never say it to myself because you build mechanisms that will catch you. You might start something, but you're going to stop it right away. So think about that on those lines. Also, like last night, I did a solo show called Challenge Yourself, and I asked everybody out there, do you stand on your own two feet? Or do you cave in no matter what? Do you express your opinions whether people agree with you or not? And will you stand and fight with Eminem no matter what? Ask yourself that. You need to start asking yourself questions. Where do I want to be in five years? Who do I want to be with? Am I happy the way I look? Because I'll tell you right now, if you don't have your health, you're dead. Scott Shetler's coming here momentarily, and I'm going to lay that out to him anyways. You know, far too many people don't put much into being healthy. They'd rather sink $1,000 into an iPhone. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't already know this, you're not going to be holding that iPhone if you're flat on on your back. Who knows from what? And I hope none of that happens to any of you. But I've been thinking an awful lot about all these questions I say on the show. And especially, you know, with all the strength training, the physical culture we do here at FBC, and everybody else who's on this show, you know, if we don't have our health, we don't do anything. And I know Scott realizes that. I realize it more than ever. And from where I'm coming from, my background with my brother Jimmy, I should have a hold on health better than probably anybody because of the way I saw my brother go down and eventually perish. So think about those things. Go out to Mo, um, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. I like to sell five by Tuesday. 
So go out and look at it. There's 14 modules that will change your life forever. Also, on FiorelloBarbellCo.com, our Prosperity Conscious page, there's a $25.50 and $100. Um, This is an investment in both companies. It goes right into the business. It goes right to my uh, PayPal account, and you get free things with each donation. So it's time to rise and help out here at M&M and FBC because I know we do an awful lot of great things, and I know people in the past have given generously, and believe me, I thank every one of you. But we need more fuel, even with me working outside, with where we're going. And until we can get this place monetarily sound every month, you know, advertising, uh, investing in PayPal with, you know, our, our prosperity page, et cetera, et cetera. Also, uh, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows Scott and I have done. Many more coming. Um, we're probably not going to ha- be able to have a lot of people on because of work with my anniversary of the show coming up on the 27th, but I'm going to bring Scott in again early in October if he can get in here. Maybe we'll even have somebody else and do a three-way show. I haven't really decided yet, but Scott's been a big part of the growth of this show, so I'd like to get him in, but I want to get him in now you know, because it's very close. I mean, we're about 12 days away, so it's a big deal. Four years. Uh, most podcasts last one month, folks, and we're almost at a thousand right now. We'd be over a thousand if I was here in the office every day working. But you know what? As I told Scott, when we're standing in front of ten thousand people initially telling our story, that's where it is. That's what it's about. And this is all teaching and learning for all of us. You got an opportunity to follow a guy who's going through ups, downs, hell, heaven, you name it. And that's the beauty of all this. And the beauty is going to be, especially when it's right where I want it to be, but I will never be satisfied because I'm not that type of guy. Also, too, sign up for our free newsletter. Letter. If you go out to MotivationMuscle.com, that goes to my MailChimp account. You will get all the content in the world when I do stuff. Also, too, don't forget, invest in this company. It's right on the home page. It's $250 a month, and I'll tell you, I give you so much for 250 you wouldn't believe so it's not just going to be doing podcasts. You go out to all my lists. You go out to um, everybody that I have on social media, in my blog, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I promote, promote, promote. So come on in, and if you bring somebody else in, I'll give you one month free. So you could turn that into $500 and be on for two months, and you get the one month free. So think about that. Also, to our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. We're going to have more and more. And today, uh, I believe tonight, I'm going to put up the first of probably many installments from John McKean. John's going to talk a little bit about what he and I have been doing for the last six months with um, all the ISO holds, and we call push against this and slam against that, and the gains are just absolutely incredible, and John's in his early 70s. He sent pictures, too, and he's using bands for some of this stuff, which is it's just absolutely incredible to see what John does. I mean, you talk about total respect. Uh, it's just unbelievable, and I can't wait. I, I'm twisting his arm to get him on here. We get him on. Look out. It'll be dynamite. So, with that in mind, I'm going to give you a little information on Scott. Just move this down here. Number one, 
Scott, um, Scott is the owner of Extreme Performance Training Systems. He's a trainer, writer, and the host of Strength and Health TV. And obviously, he's a regular on M&M. Welcome back, brother. It's always an honor to have you on. Thanks, Eric. Always good to be on with you, man. Damn straight. Um, give out your website. Anything like that, and uh, we'll get started on today's topic, which, folks, is going to be a very interesting topic because I think this just resounds with everything out there. I really, really do. And we're calling this show um, The Lost Art of Training Hard. And, Scott, I don't want to uh, – just give me one second. I forgot. I want to read this to you from Thinking Grow Rich, and this is called Decisions, and this is what I was talking about with people from the last week. Here it is, the power of a made-up mind. Throughout this philosophy will be found the suggestion that thought, backed by strong desire, has a tendency to transmit, transmute itself into its physical equivalent. One may find in this story, and in the story of the organization, the United States Steel Corporation, a perfect description of the method by which thought makes this astounding transformation. I'm not going to go into any more of it. Go out and buy Think and Grow Rich. It's on page 167, Napoleon Hill. Incredible book. I didn't mean to interrupt, Scott. Give out your website and anything else that's pertinent, and we will start today's show, brother. Uh, yeah, my uh, website is eptsgym.com, eptsgym.com, and that's got uh, links to all the social media uh, pages that I'm on. I'm active on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter mainly. Um, it's also got a page for my strength and health blog, and I'm also, I just started my own uh, strength and health podcast. First episode just dropped the other day, and I'm going to have links to the podcast and everything there as well. So if they just go to my website at eptsgym.com, they can get links to everything that I'm doing as far as my business goes, the books that I've written and the content that I publish as well as the people that I work with through my gym here in Atlanta. And then I've also got a personal page at scottshetler.com, which just has a little bit more about me, my strength and health blog and the uh, services I provide individually. So again, if they go to either of those sites, they can get links to everything that I'm doing and uh, see what I'm up to in this industry, man. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right, this is the lost art of training hard. And it, it kind of flows with the show I did last night called Challenge Yourself. And, of course, that was much shorter than this would be. But, you know, being a guy that does train people, um, you know, with all the people on the podcast show, with the blog, with people that write for me, et cetera, et cetera. And especially you ought to go out. If you haven't signed up for the Etched in Stone page or the Etched in Stone for Kids page, those pages are exploding. I mean, I was telling Scott, you know, it's getting to the point now, minimum, we're getting 15 new people coming in a week. And, I mean, this has been going on for a stretch now. So it's very exciting. And, of course, you know, with the gathering that just passed with Stevie Shanks and Charlie uh, had the Art Blair Stones and Mark Janzix was there putting on a, a clinic on the Inverse Stone. Um, the buzz that we had, because we just had um, Lee Holland Keen on, who's the first woman in over 30-plus years to lift the Denny Stones, told me that's all you heard was motivation and muscle all over the place. And, of course, Douglas Graham, who's a good friend of mine in the show, and he's done a lot of work with me, and he with I. Uh, Doug went over, and we had our first correspondent who interviewed people on behalf of Motivation and Muscle. And two of the big people alone, 
we got on was Jim Splain and um, um, Jack Shanks together, among many. I mean, I don't want to shortchange anybody, but wait till you hear these interviews. We're just cleaning everything up, and they're all going to be going on Eminem shortly. So it's a big thing. But this gets into the lost art of training hard, because what I notice, and, and we all notice this, I mean, Scott and I were talking a little bit offline before we came on, I mean, what's taken for hard training, I mean, everything is visual anyways, but I mean, if you got a Facebook account, or an Instagram, or a Twitter, or whatever, but I see it more on Facebook than anywhere, is... Um, we're always going to offer a way to get you to where you want to go quicker than anybody, stronger than anybody. You never hear really much about the mental side of anything. And, you know, recovery to them is go out and buy 500 sports drinks and hope that they'll do something for you other than give you diarrhea. That's about it, man. Um, and this is what's lost. I mean, I've had, I've read things. I've had people come here. Um, a lot of you know, it doesn't matter what age, especially football players, high school kids, good kids too, but they read all those muscle rags out there, and of course, get 20-inch arms in 25 days. I'm saying to myself, are you kidding me? And who cares about 25-inch arms? How about getting a great squat, deadlift, and I'm a presser overhead? Do I think there's anything wrong with the bench press? No when it's executed properly and you don't have 500 suits on and you're doing a five-foot arch, okay? I like the raw, the rugged, and obviously the untamed style of lifting. But everyone's got their preference. But it's like, you know, when people come to me or I meet up with people outside that I don't even know, and they'll say to me, well, you know, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to get my squat up to 400. Well, what do you squat right now? 150? And I'm like, okay. And, you know... I'm going to give this to you momentarily, Scott. I, I, I can't be 100% sure with everybody, but you can do an up-and-down look on somebody and pretty much tell if they're telling you the truth because if they're telling me they're squatting even 300 pounds or 250, you're going to see points on the body you're going to know that have grown from those capabilities, from those goals. So sometimes i got to bite my tongue. Because, you know, I want, I want, what I want to do is encourage people. But don't lie to me either, because I'm not, I'm not stupid about things. I've been around this for a long time. But when someone asked me that, and they're only hitting 150, I said, well, what are your goals, your plans? What, what do you want to do with that 400 pounds? Well, I want to, maybe I want to enter a meet, or maybe I want to get into sandbags, or maybe I want to get into stone lifting, or, you know, maybe I want to be the most powerful guy on the football field. Well, that's great, but if you're a freshman or in eighth grade today, 400 pounds is not going to happen in a year. It might not happen in two years, and this is where you see a lot of these kids, because I know on the, on the, even on the high school level, anabolic steroids are rampant. And I think most of these kids get in programs that don't work. The people that are training them don't have a clue, and they're probably chemically uh, enhanced. Not everybody, but this is what happens. It creates a cycle because what you're living constantly when you're not meeting these goals is you feel like you're being defeated. You feel like you've lost, and you haven't. The problem is you haven't established good direction, 
We just read about decision making and thinking grow rich because that's the main thing. You got to make a decision first. And obviously there's many things that encompass the decision because I'm going to be writing my standards very shortly on the blog and we're going to do one a week. But I'll tell you besides decisions, your belief system has to be greater than anyone and anything out there. Because if you don't believe thoroughly in yourself, you're handicapped, broken, and you're finished. Because the first sign of anything is going to snap you. Because if you go out and tell people everything you want to do, get prepared to be uh, ridiculed, told you can't do it. What I believe is this. I pretty much keep a lot of stuff like that to myself now. Not unless that person is so trusted that I can say these things to them and I'm not going to get it rubbed in my face other than, okay, what do you think we need to do here? How can I help you out? It's all yours, brother. I could go uh, another week on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could, and I know a lot of people can. But, you know, I mean, when you're talking about the the lost art of uh, training hard, right, Uh you made a comment there about how uh, you get that question, how do I squat 400 or how do I bench 300 or whatever? And oftentimes, you know, it's somebody who, you know, they're squatting 200. It's like, well, get to 250, Yeah. you know, then get to 275, you know, and, and it's good, I think, to have long-term goals and stuff like that. But I think, you know, when somebody's looking at a certain number, I, I think sometimes it overshadows what you actually have to do to get there. And sometimes it's just adding five pounds here and five pounds there. And, you know, you, you look at it like this there's a something that that louis simmons always says that I, i'm i'm a big fan of he talked about how some of his lifters at the gym used to take the two and a half pound plates and they, they would call that the plan you know when they yeah. when they hit when, when they hit their max effort day whatever lift they were doing all they wanted to do was go up by those two and a half pound five pounds right you know and he, and he talks about well you know what's five pounds well if you increase your max effort bench exercise by five pounds a month that's 60 pounds in a year right so in a year you've added 60 pounds to the lift that's huge. and that's huge yeah but nobody wants to look at it like that they want 60 pounds now and not five pounds here five pounds here five pounds here you know the the japanese have a term kaizen and it uh, it, it means small improvements or small increases over time well those small increases add up right Oh yeah. And yep. that's what you that's what you have to look at is is worry about this workout right now and put that five pounds on the bar, you know, add those small increments. And then eventually you'll be at that 400 pound squat or a 300 pound bench, but don't expect it overnight and be willing to, to chip away at it for a long period of time. I think people get a little bit discouraged when they start. Well, I shouldn't say they get discouraged when they start a strength training program. When they start a strength training program, typically the, the initial results that you experience are more from a neural standpoint. You know, your nervous mm -hmm. system is learning these movement patterns and because you haven't even gotten anywhere near your potential, it's easy to put 20 pounds, 30 pounds, even 50 pounds on a lift in a very short period of time. But after a few months, once you've really ingrained good technique and you've got those, those neural adaptation, adaptations have taken place, the gains start to slow down a little bit. And then you're fighting for 5 to 10 pounds. But it's a, it's a long process, you know, and there's periods of time where you, you stall. You have to reevaluate training, make sure that your total volume is increasing, you know, to get stronger, you got to do more work. Yep. And that's usually where, you know, strength training is a, it's an anaerobic activity, but it's also a marathon with, uh, how we approach it. You know, it's gotta be something that you do for a long period of time and in order to get where you want to go. And, and I think somebody who's truly interested in that, they're never satisfied. You know, they're always looking at, at getting stronger and stronger. Whereas the people who are looking at the, 
the big gains up front, they usually don't have the staying power to hang in there. Yeah, and those are the guys usually run into 10 years later, and they look like they never lifted a weight in their life. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, they, and they'll say, and this is what I get from them a lot. Well, you know, I, I, I had to mature, and, and, and you know, you, you can't carry that type of body weight on forever and all this. I'm saying to myself, really? Really? I mean, you look, you know, you talk, you know, a guy, you're talking, they look almost anorexic, and you and whatever they had before is long gone. And I'm saying to myself, and you like to look in the mirror and see that, that's, that's not it. But, you know, it's amazing when you talk about, you know, you get on different things and, you know, two and a half pounds really adds up and all this. And, you know, everyone knows uh, John McKean and I are doing some marvelous things with his grandson and his son Robbie's now even getting involved with it, who was an incredible teenage lifter. If you go back through the hard gainers and look at the weight um, he, this kid was using, I can't remember. He was... I want to say he won a couple big titles, too. I mean, he was incredible. And we've been doing all this. It, it would make you dizzy, the stuff we're doing at the midpoint of the rack, where that, by far, is the hardest point of the power rack to muscle up anything and to gain from. But, boy, once you get a system, look out. And I've, I've talked about this article way back, I think it was from maybe around 1970 in the old Perry Raider Iron Man magazine. And I'm looking to use this type of stuff with everything. And they always talked about they could never figure out how the Bulgarians, the Russians, everybody were just winning everything. And, of course, they'll say it was Diana Ball maybe, but it, that doesn't make you win everything. And Joe Doobie, who was an incredible American Olympic weightlifter among many, um, they had traveled to Russia to find out what the hell Alexei and all them were doing. But when you take a look at any of the prolific uh, wrestlers or Olympic lifters, they had one thing in common. They had a pair of spinal erectors and traps on them from the top down, which were just unbelievable. I mean, what always... I come to think about is the picture of Yoko Ahola on the cover of Milo magazine many years ago, yeah. where you could literally, it could probably swallow from the tips of your fingers to maybe this first six inches up or more up your forearm. I mean, you could lose your fist totally in them. Well, to make a long story short, I have figured out now, on my glued hand machine, because I have an original Dr. Yeses one who did all the studying and had gone over in the Soviet Union and worked with these athletes and came back from all that research and built the glued ham. And I have an original one, which is insane. Well, I figured out with these special type of bands I have to now how to do isometric holds on a glued ham. And I've married that with... A very special way of doing bent rows in the power rack with a hold that would feel like it's going to break the middle of your back right out of you. And I am making gains like never before. And one of the things that came through on this, it was the last, I believe, the last couple uh, lines of this article. It's like this. And I believe this totally now more than ever. It said this verbatim. Erectors are where the record lifts are won or lost. Now, 
when we talk about, obviously, the lost art of training hard, we talk, Scott and I both agree, this is called physical culture. It's a lifestyle, all right? If no one's explained that to you, drop either one of us a line or go back to our older shows and you'll find out the definition of physical culture. And you must join that because if you don't, you're really shortchanging yourself. And you're going to be one of those guys I'll see in 10 years that they'll say, oh, are you still lifting? And I'll be like, yeah. And, like, I, and I'll be like, since you're being sarcastic, I'll say, well, what the hell happened to you? There's the litany, okay? But what I'm trying to, to put towards you is I'm talking about the rack work. I'm talking about figuring ways with the glued ham. I'm talking about erectors that I've never, ever concentrated on like this. Yes, I did all, I still do all the things. The deadlifts, the, the overhead. It all works, man, that whole chain. But I'm doing two things directly to it, among other things that I've never done before, and doing it with the isometrics, and my God, it's unbelievable. And this is where I'm going to come to the point and give it to Scott. Yeah. I'm when big, you when I'm, you learn, but but when you learn physical culture, okay, and you love training the way we do, suddenly you want to go out and experiment with things suddenly you're saying to yourself okay i just saw a hole is back and i want to now pull a 450 pound stone off the ground what do i do to get better now we know we need to squat we you know and i'm not shortchanging anything but i do believe that verse where erectors basically are the are the win and loss column with anything you do um i could go further but i want scott to get in here go ahead brother comment on any of that or take it anywhere you want to go yeah, no, I agree with you, man. And uh, that you know, so what you did there was you figured out a way to uh, strengthen up a, a weak area, right? And you yeah. tried something different. And I think a lot of times people are afraid to step outside of what they're currently doing. You know, we get locked into certain lifts and certain movements, but when you're strength training, the body goes through an adaptive process. You know, when you're yeah. when you first do a lift, it's something that you hadn't done before. Your body's adapting to the movement. You know, you're able to pile on the weight and stuff like that. And eventually that lift's going to stall. You're going to have to figure out a way to get that lift moving again. And it's not just, you know, I know a lot of people like to say, well, if you want to bench more, just bench more, you know, meaning yeah, do well. more bench pressing. Well, that, you know, maybe, maybe some people have gotten that to work for them, but oftentimes a slight change in the stimulus may get it moving. If you look at where your bench breaks down or your squat breaks down, that mini max or that sticking point, figure out how to get through that. If you're having trouble getting out of the hole in the squat, maybe you start working in some low box squats where you're sitting yep. down to a box that's a few inches below parallel. You're pausing on that box. That's going to teach you how to blast through that sticking point. If it's in the bench press, you know, if you're a few inches off your chest, why not try to work the floor press a little bit where you, yep. you lower the, you're laying on the ground, you let those triceps pause on the ground, yep. get in that weak position and then overcome that static position with a, an explosive movement. Too many times people are trying to make it easy in the gym. You know, you always see people, I'm working those partials or I'm working those high board presses. Yep. I'm working those, you know, high box squats. Well, it's great. It's going to allow you to use a ton of weight. But what happens when you get down on the chest or you get down in the hole? You're, you're going to be screwed. Right. Exactly. So you have to make the lift harder. And you've got to find ways. You know, isometrics are a bear, you know. So when you're talking doing isometrics on the glute ham raise, that's killer, man. Isometrics are great for for every other, uh, every other lift as well. You know, I've been having a lot of success doing isometrics with the, the deadlift with, uh, 
particularly with baseball and, and uh, my softball player. Oh, yeah. Uh, what we found is uh, we'll do usually between four and five different pin positions in the deadlift where they just take – I usually put about 30 to – 30 to 60% of their max in the deadlift and they pull hold for about five or six seconds at that pin height. Yep. And then after we do that pin height for, for the five or six seconds, they go right over to the deadlift platform where we've got somewhere around 80% of their one rep, rep max, usually between 75 and 85%. I usually waive those loads so that we're not using the same thing every week, but they go over and they, they hit a speed double or triple, you know, so they'll, they'll do that isometric then they run over a deadlift platform and they hit a double or a triple with around 80% of their max. Then we go back and we do the next pin height. We work our way up yeah. and we get five sets like that. Usually about three to five reps on the speed work. But again, you know, just making sure that bar velocity is good and it's not slowing down. Isometrics are killer, but you know, nobody's willing to take the time to experiment with it. Nobody's willing to take the time to, to try a different variation of the lift. And in order to, to get it moving, you got to be open-minded like that and willing to try something and willing to deal with, you know, hey, this one didn't work out. So let me try something new and keep, keep hammering away until you find that lift that's going to unlock that movement and get it moving again until that stalls. And then you got to repeat the process. You know, training's, uh, it's constantly evolving, man. It's, it's never static. No, not at all. And I like how you do that because with the deadlift going back and forth, you're not killing their system either. You know, you're keeping them very strong and confident, and you're keeping them to the point where if they've got to shift over and do a conventional deadlift, they haven't lost that pathway at all. And that's the way to do it, because most people would just go in max and max, max and max. How long do you think your system's going to last doing that? I don't care if you're 18 years old under your tutelage or mine. What, maybe you get three weeks out of them, and that's it. They're dead. You know, so I'll tell you this. You know, when I look at John especially, you know, John's, I think, 70 now. And you see what he's doing, Scott. If that's not a testament to a guy that has trained hard his whole life, a guy that has been uh, very creative with these things, you know, we do. And, I mean, I... I I, I've, uh, you know, he said to me, which is quite an honor, he said, well, you've taught me a ton of stuff, too, with the way you experiment. I think there's a lot to that, you know. Guys like us, John, you know, we've been around long enough, but a lot of us have been put in situations, you know, where maybe you weren't training with a lot of people for a while, and maybe you had to have things in place where you had total safety because you were alone, where... You're scratching your head, but you you understand what we do so much that it comes to you. Whether you're sitting there and suddenly it jumps right into your head or you're asleep in the middle of the night like me and I wake up and I write it on a notepad. I keep a notepad or a recorder right by my bed every night on my night table. Um, they Do most people think that's crazy? Yeah. But you know what? I'm the crazy one that's coming up with these ideas and they're working. And I've said this to before, my little nephew Danny just turned eight, and he comes over here with his sister Maggie, and, you know, they do the sandbag stuff. I, I, I hope every day that, you know, I know he's not going to bypass his father probably, but every day I think to myself, would I love to start him out right now two days a week? Right. Okay? Because he's going to be a big kid to begin with. And I'm saying to myself, just stimulate him enough to get him rolling. And I'm telling you right now, I mean, if I could get him and get him here consistently just for the next year, I fathom the even 
think about what he looked like because with all this experience now, I know the areas to hit on him now at eight years old. I know the way to strengthen him, and I know a way to make it where it's going to be fun. So when he goes on his own, if he wants, or whatever he does, you're going to establish a foundation in him where he isn't going to be in that lost art of training hard with so many of the others. He'll be leading the pack on the field because I know he's going to play football. I'm sure of it. Um, In any other sport or in life. Because, you know, I've said this before, and this is what I like about when you and I do shows. I mean, I think it's just such a teaching experience when we do stuff. And this is the thing that I want to teach here today. You know, Scott and I have talked about it. I read out of Think and Grow Rich about decision making. You Do you realize the stuff we're talking about here, the stuff Scott and I am doing, the stuff Scott's doing with his people and me doing here? This is going to affect your life forever, outside, outside. And if you go, go, when you hear this show, be up tomorrow. If you really want to measure out what I'm saying, and I'll bring it right to Scott, go ask five people, strangers, or even people you know. Ask them what their interests are, how they feel today, what do they want to do. And I'll guarantee you, four out of five don't have a clue. And I guarantee you probably four out of five could give a shit. And what what kind of way is that to live? But see, everything is habits. You can live good habits or poor habits. As I say, you can live a good life or a great life or a miserable life. It's all a choice you make. And it's the same way in the gym. If you don't go in there and go balls to the wall, and I don't mean nobody can go to 100%. I don't know if there's such a thing. But if you don't go in there and do the required things you need to do that day, and you know what? Everybody has off days. I've told you. If I got to back off, I back off. You know, Scott was talking about, um, you know, what do I do if I want to get my bench up bigger? Do I want to do a floor press, et cetera, et cetera? Absolutely. But I've also said to people, and I do it myself, there's nothing wrong with auxiliary movements when you make them brutal, like when I'll do a standing tricep extension. What am I using? A two-inch thick bar. When that thing comes down, i got to be careful it doesn't whack me on the back of the head because it's like a truck axle. So what I do is I take things that are supposed to enhance what you do, but I even make them harder via the thickness of a bar, where I'm set with it how high or how low I'm pulling it. And all these things correspond with training hard principles. These are the things that, you know, you want to go in and get a better squat. You know, I love to do one-sided squatting dead stop in the rack. It's insane stuff. I do it with an Apollon axle on each shoulder. It feels like it's going to rip your clavicle in half, literally. So, I mean, there's so many things we do here that are really off the off the radar for most people. And most people would say, well, I don't want to do that. Well, I got news for you. You do some of that stuff we do here, and you're going to enhance every facet of your training and every facet of your life. And that's why it's physical culture. It's all yours, brother. Yeah, I, you said a lot of stuff there. I want to go back to you were talking about the working with the young kids, you know, knowing – you know. You always think like knowing what we know now, would you be able to go back, you know, how much stronger that you'd be? And that's true. And unfortunately, these kids, you know, you, you made the comment about knowing 
what muscle groups to properly train for for the sport or to get stronger or whatever but you know it was always what the biceps and the chest exactly right? you know everybody everybody want to get the big bench and the big biceps and stuff like that so i just had to laugh because you know when you're 12 13 14 you know getting weightlifting for the first time that's all that you want to do is is the show muscles you know because you're the skinny little kid and you're trying to get bigger <laughs> or whatever but man you know the, the real you know the real strength and power like we've talked about the lower back for yeah. you know so many episodes and stuff like that you just think about how you know, the, the lower back is the key to it all. The hips, the legs are the key to it all. I mean, that's where, that's where real strength is. So I, I just thought that was a, that was a cool comment, but you know, I guess you're always going to have that, you know, the, the, the kid always knows best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, you know what, Bill Crawford, it was interesting when we did the last show we did and it used to be, you know, the arms were the sexy thing with everybody, but now the attitude is it's the back. Because let's face it, Scott, you pull your shirt off and you got a back like a hola or anybody, yeah. any big power lifter or anything. I mean, let me tell you, yeah, the arms are going to command a look. But when you see somebody walking like that by you or in your vision, you're going to take a look, man. Because you're going to be like, how did this guy do this? I mean, and I think, see, with like Danny, okay, my, my nephew. Obviously, you know, you hit it right on the head, the lower back, the legs, we know the hip girdle. I, I love the shoulder girdle. I love everything. You know, when you talk that posterior chain all the way down, um, he loves sandbags. I mean, you know, I could put him on a mini sandbag stone training program with just step ups on uh, cinder blocks like I do and learning how to bear hug and all those things we talk about. Think about if I had him on religiously for one year on that type of program. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Because, you know, I think I could get my glued ham machine up enough on there where it would even accommodate him. And he, he's fairly tall kid already. Um, can you imagine if I got him on that glued ham just alone on that, just pumping blood through that back of his. I mean, he'd be a freak, dude. Yep. It, it, that, that's why I don't understand, you know, with a lot of things like what we're putting out today and, and the inspiring talk and the energy and all that. It's like, why don't we have a hundred kids calling each of us saying, I want to come on. I want to come on with you. I'm interested. You know, let's forget about the muscle rags. Let's forget about Instagram and Facebook and get in here and get dirty and sweaty. And, you know, everything isn't always going to be your way and you're going to fall on your ass multiple times. But you know what? Write this down. A year from this date, you show up here no matter what the weather is, no matter how you feel. And we'll get through this together, and I guarantee you, you will amaze not only your coaches, but everybody on the outside, just of the whole metamorphosis of your life in the physical culture. It's all yours, brother. I see so much progress, <clears throat> I, and that's why I like working with young kids. Yeah. I see so much project p progress with these kids. I've got just, just a couple, you know, off the top of my head I'll, I'll share with you. One of my uh, wrestlers that I trained, high school kid named Cam, Yep. He, uh, he started training me a little over a year ago and you know, he, he was all right, you know, but we really started hammering like for him. I really think the sumo deadlift is a big key because it builds up the hips, yep. builds up the legs, 
you know, we build up the lower back with reverse hypers and glute hams, kettlebell swings, back raises and stuff like that. Yep. But man, his deadlifting, we just maxed him out at the end of, uh, at the end of the summer as we're going into his prep for this coming season. And a year ago, he was weighing in the, the mid one thirties, wrestled at one thirty two, and his best deadlift was in the mid two hundreds. It was like two sixty five, maybe two seventy five. Yep. He crushed three fifteen. Wow. He's up yeah, he's up uh you know, he's up to about one fifty five. He plans to wrestle at one fifty two this year, which is cool because he's not afraid to build and move up. Yep. And man, his neck's neck sticking in him up. I, I have him do neck work every session. And I mean, it's just, you know, when you hit that, that back, the hips, the neck, this kid's just a complete monster. Yeah. And this other young kid I just started working with as an eighth grader, I actually worked with him a few years ago on just some basic movement dynamics and stuff like that. He's playing baseball now and, uh, he came, he's coming in for some more, you know, serious strength training now. And we just got him doing the basics. Yep. You know, we do one session a week together and then he's got some homework that he does a couple, you know, a couple days a week, just aug- aug- augmenting the, the strength stuff that we're doing. We just work up in the, the squat. We work up in the bench. We work up in the sumo deadlift. I have him do pull-ups. I have him do glute ham raises. I have him do some wide stance walking in my belt squat. Yep. And then we do some rotational work, some full yep. contact twists in the west side barbell uh, grappler. It's yep. like a landmine device that I have. Yep. And then we do, uh, we do some power chops with a med ball. And that's basically it. <laughs> and uh, his dad asked me the other day, he goes, he goes, you know, he's, he's only done a couple sessions with you. He goes, would we already be seeing something? And I'm like, I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, at his, uh, at his hitting lesson the other day, his, his coach said he's, he's way more powerful than he's ever been. And I think that also goes back to that neurological adaptation that we talked a little bit earlier. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he's building that neural efficiency and stuff, but it's just proof that when you do the right, the, the basic compound lifts, big things, big things happen fast, man. But, you know, we, we didn't know that back when we were getting into it. And a lot of these kids don't, but if you can get them on, the right track earlier on, it just sets the foundation for some massive improvements, some massive gains. And it also, when you learn to squat early on, it teaches you to embrace that, that, that hard work. You know, you learn yeah. to deadlift early on. You're not afraid of the hard work because those are two of the biggest, hardest lifts that you can do. You start making progress and excelling in those. You start to like the challenge, you know? Yeah. Um, you're going to have to have a little pain with everything. And when you do that stuff young, you're going to learn it real fast and you're going to either like it or you don't. And the thing is that we've been lacking for so long is there's just not enough real physical culturists out there. There's not enough people that, that really understand it. And these are people that have been around a long time. I mean, you can get a kid, or any age, all right, you get somebody in there that really is ready to learn, and you have a great teacher, the sky's the limit. Once you can get people to believe in themselves and just have not only the efficiency but the patience to realize this is not going to happen overnight, but if I'm squatting 100 today and I'm learning how to do it properly, and we're putting on two and a half pounds a week, well, you know, multiply that by 52 weeks, okay? Now, I know a lot of people say, well, that's not much. Well, it is much, and it's a lot because it does one of many things to you. It builds your confidence and courage up. And when yep. you go in the weight room and, you you know, you got Scott teaching you or myself, 
you know, there's going to be things that I'm going to see in you that maybe I didn't see three weeks ago. And it's never too early in this whole genre that we call physical culture to realize there are things going on. From the moment you wrap your hands around a bar and squat it and hold it and deadlift it and press it, Things are going on. You know, we talk all about the neurological things, basically setting the brain on fire, and away we go. You know, embracing all that stuff, learning the power that's within the feet and how the feet connects to your neurological system, to your brain, your hands. You know, as I've talked on previous shows, twist the bar. Watch how your brain ignites because what you want to do is send a message. And the body's thinking here, okay, do we need to increase our testosterone? Do we need to pump our brain where we're more alert because there's something coming at us? Or is it attacking us? What's going on? It's not far-fetched, folks, but you have to get in the box and start doing it. You have to tie in with people like us that are doing it, will be doing it, and will be doing it till the end of time, and are still interested in learning how to do new things. Most people with any career, do you know by the time most people are 22 years old or younger, they never pick up a book again and even read it. So when you have people that have been in this stuff for decades that are still teaching, still learning on their own, and still passing it down, you got a very unique person. You need to hold on to people like that, and you need to hire people like that that are going to do the job for you. And they're going to come up for you, and you're going to come up big time with them because with that type of training and teaching and philosophy, you'll never come up short. Scott, take your time. Put everything out you want, get out your website, everything, and I'll give mine out, and we'll get ready for October, please. I think the thing that I'd like for people to take away from this one would be if, you know, the, the title of the show is is The Lost Art of Hard Work or The Forgotten, you know, Secret of Training Hard, work, hard right. Of Training Hard. Right. Uh, focus on, set the long-term goal. But focus on the smaller, the daily goals that get you there. And that makes it more manageable, too, because when you're looking at if your ultimate goal, if you're a 200-pound squatter, is to squat four or 500 pounds, that's huge, man. That's like looking up at Mount Everest and not knowing how to climb a mountain. But if you just focus on adding the small gains, workout to workout, you know, though that's where the key is. Like we said, focus on adding those two-and-a-half-pound plates on your max effort attempts. Focus on increasing the training volume. I think that's something that people overlook is that in order to get stronger, you got to do more work. You think about what, what, what it took you to get to 200 pounds in the bench press. You're going to have to do a hell of a lot more work to get to 300 pounds, right? Oh, same yeah. with the squat, you know, same with the deadlift. You've got to increase that volume and you've got, don't be afraid to isolate the muscle groups either. Like you, you went and you worked the, the isometrics on the glute ham raise, yep. right? To yes, help sir. build up the lower yep. back. If the lower back's the weak point, You've got to get the volume in on those muscles. You've got to train those muscles in isolation. You can't just rely on the primary movement itself to strengthen up those muscles. Obviously, the deadlift builds the back overall, but you're going to have to do a ton of volume on the lower back to bring the lower back muscles up to the point that they can contribute to the greatest extent in the deadlift. You've got to break your training down like that, and you've got to put the time in the gym. And I, I just think 
you know, as people, they've got to understand that you just can't come in, pull a few deadlifts and expect to make progress in the lift week to week. So focus on those individual training sessions, focus on the smaller muscle groups that are the links in the chain of the primary movement and give yourself time to accomplish the goals and hit those, hit those small uh, goals periodically week to week, month to month, and then watch them build up. And then pretty soon, you're where you want it to be, and then you're you're focusing on the six or seven hundred pound squat. You're focusing on the four or four hundred fifty pound bench, and, and so on. So, the hard work, but don't don't let the I guess the the size of that that ultimate goal slow you down or or halt you in your tracks. You know, just focus on on five pounds at a time, and then let it build from there. And if you have an off workout or things aren't moving, back off and do a little bit of volume. You know, back off and just just hit the smaller muscle groups. Find some way to get some success out of that workout. Try, you know, try to find some way to salvage that one workout and not, or that training session, and don't let it derail you from your goal. And on, on, the, on the same track, don't be afraid to circle back and reevaluate where you're at. You know, sometimes people they get a little too distracted with their training because there's too much out there, so they kind of veer off, and pretty soon they're not hidden in the direction of that ultimate goal that they set. You know, it, it yeah. takes. Uh, Take, takes uh takes hard work and and I just think you know it might be might be fitting to bring up uh you know our our uh, our guy Steve Jack who we who we oh, yeah. uh, lost uh, this year uh, tragically but uh, I was on Facebook the other day and I thought it was really cool one of my uh, one of my memories popped up and it was from uh, I, I know you were a big fan of his column on uh, on Iron Mind you know oh yeah is from the Quarry column but one of my favorite uh one of my favorite ones that he ever published was uh, called lifting big lifting heavy. Is it your fate? And I think that ties into the, to the, the title of today's show. And, yep. and, uh, he started out this whole acts immutably decreed twas rehearsed by thee and me a billion years before the ocean rolled. I am the fate's Lieutenant. I act under orders. And that was a quote from captain Ahab, the Moby yep. Dick Dex comments were, you may be wondering if the latest goal of yours is really worth all the fuss. Is its attainment meaningful enough to you to push body, soul, and spirit beyond the pale of reason and prudence? If you're asking yourself these questions, then the obvious answer is no. You see, all true and enduring quests seem to sweep us along with them, leaving us little, if any, choice in the matter. And I think that's a perfect place for us to uh, bring this one in for our landing, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, but before you do that, make sure you give out your website and everything, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said earlier, my uh, website is eptsgym.com. That's my gym and, and business website. And I also run a personal website at scottshetler.com. All the links to the things that I'm doing, my new podcast, my video blog, the books that I've published, the articles that I've uh, written for other sites and things all get linked up to there so people can find out everything I do as well as get all the links to the social media platforms that I'm active on. Awesome. Um, as I've said and I'll keep saying, I usually read all types of excerpts from Steve, but, you know, um, I can't say positively, but pretty sure I never would have lifted a stone if I didn't see him in Iceland in 94 on the DVD from Iron Mind. Um, it was one of the, it, I can tell you, he's one of the few people that had that type of influence on me, and I didn't even know him. I saw that, and I said, I'm going there, and I did. Um, if you meet up with somebody like that in your life, you're damn lucky, let me tell you. Unbelievable guy. He's been on, he was on the show, I think two or three times. And I, I 
had correspondence with him the whole time that, uh, well, not to the very end, the last few months, and that's when he had told me that he had pancreatic cancer. It was out there, but I never announced it. All he asked me is to ask the audience here, our family, to uh, remember them in their prayers. Uh, he was a class act, let me tell you class act and he was taken way too early from us but boy look at what he's left scott read something you know i read something and obviously i thank steve for that and i truly believe stone lifting's exploding more and more thanks to people like you know charlie oliphant and definitely stevie shanks but i do believe that steve had the major he rolled the dice that's what created so much buzz because when you look, you, you got to go see the stone, let alone if you want to go lift it, I would tell you to do it no matter what. You have to see the magnitude of this place. It will just blow your mind. Any Anybody that loves the stuff we talk about, take a pilgrimage to Iceland. I'm telling you right now, you'll be so damn happy. It was. It's just outstanding stuff. Uh, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Don't forget, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Winners and Champions, Inc., 14 modules. That's over 15 years of training these things on and off. And I could add probably right now five new modules with what we've been doing. But John and I are talking about, obviously, uh, putting out some products um, I can't name the three people right now, but they're huge names in, in uh, stone lifting and other things. Uh, we're looking at doing an audio book, the four of us, and wait till you see this. It is going to be outstanding what we're writing right now. Um, I don't know when it's going to be out, but there's a lot of stuff going on right now for et- Etched in Stone for kids. Uh, there's so much stuff behind the scenes with M&M where we're going with it, um, live, what's going to happen, I don't know. I, you know. I'm waiting. There's supposed to be a ton of stuff done by Blueberry by the end of the year. And, you know, Scott and I were talking about this offline. You know, I don't like saying a lot of things. And then they're like, well, what happened? When you, um, you know, sometimes you have to put your welfare in other people's hands, and I'm not a big fan of that unless I'm absolutely sure they're with me. So, um, And I'm not the only one they've got to deal with at Blueberry. They've got an awful lot of people that, you know, work with them and blah, blah, blah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, also, too, if there's a show you'd like Scott and I to do, um, Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. Don't forget about our Prosperity Conscious page. Come on in, $25, dollars $100. With what you heard today, what do you think you would have had to pay Scott or myself for a consultation or us jointly doing it? It would have been more than $25. It would have been more than $100, I can tell you that. That's if you came to me. For sure. I can't speak on his behalf, but um, time is not cheap. And as I said yesterday on my show and today, too many people uh, like to come in and waste your time and do nothing. And I'm not going to do that anymore, period. You know, you try to give everybody a fair shake, but sometimes it's not the same on the other end. I'm telling you these things to save your hide. It's nothing against anybody. I'm, like I said, I'm taking you through my journey. You're learning an awful lot if you're paying attention. You should, because if you're going to enter into a business, you're going to get a hell of a course from me for nothing. So pay attention, I'm telling you. Also, too, 
We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. Uh, that's what we've gotten. We're on Spotify. We are on Google uh, um, Podcasts now. We're all over the place. Um, and don't forget, too, to go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows Scott and I have done. Also, too, um, sign up for a free newsletter. That goes right to my MailChimp account. Also, once again, become part of this whole Motivation Muscle advertising team. Come on in. I promise you for the next 25 years we'll be here. I will give you more than anybody will out there, and I'll work with you diligently to make your business grow just like I want mine to do the same thing. So you go right out to MotivationMuscle.com homepage, click there. The only way I'll talk to you is by phone. I won't do it any other way. That's respect, and that's what you need to do. Um, also, too, as I said, uh, you can go out to iTunes and Stitcher. We're on Spotify. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to get five words. Five words of inspiration will change your life. And as my mom said, when we are kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile that day. That might be all they get. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it if you're going to lift stones turn them into dust god i love all this stuff um also too uh no one will ever clip our balls um and i always talk about domination the hoose of steel stone one of the four we've built here it's in blood red we dominate we obliterate and dent everything in our path we carve the path we don't follow anyone's and as russell fur says when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave. And I said, no one will ever clip our balls. Frank Klein, my greatest business marketing professor in college. Repetition, repetition, repetition. That comes up again. That's what I was talking about before. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My pop, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, the greatest chiropractor I've ever dealt with. And unfortunately, we lost him. A couple years ago to cancer, but he'd walk every patient to the door. Think about this and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself no matter what kind of day you're going to have or are having. What that does is that creates a mind shift. And when you learn how to shift your mind, you can get out of anything. And we're going to get into that more and more deeply, believe me, myself probably. Um, also to be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends. We're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Dominate, obliterate, and dent, like I said, everything. Everything. And also, too, stick with us for the next 30 years because we need you and you need us, and we mean that. We want your kids to come in here and be part of this big tent of family. It's only going to get bigger and better. We are just making contact, or they're making contact with us. There's so many people on the board right now. Even though I'm out of here three or four days a week, that's the way things work when you learn how to attract things into your life that really, really make sense and add up. Also, too, Les Brown, you have greatness in you. Well, we uh, take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And before I sign off with Scott, remember, life is asking something from you. It's not the other way around. You're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. Nobody came into this world a loser. And anybody that calls you that or you feel that way, get away from them and get away from whatever you're listening to. Come on board here. You will 
become the best you could ever be. And, Scott, before I say goodbye, I want to ask you this question because I'm going to answer it too as we leave here. Um, give me, if you can do it in one word or a few, what is physical culture right now? September 15, 2018, if Scott Shetler was asked this in a, in a crowd of 100,000 people, what would you say today? One word, two words, three words. What is physical culture you right now? I'd say way of life. I'm with you. Uh, what I was going to say is it is my first love. I love girlfriends and all that, but you know what? And it's me because you stand by it, but it's never turned its back on me ever. And to me, it's real devoted love to something that all those things, you know, I try to tell people the stones, the sandbags, the weights, the power rack, they all vibrate. So they're alive, man. So don't think you're going out and playing with dead things. But, yeah, love. Um, It is a way of life, and we are very blessed to have it. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, you know. It, it, it's just outstanding. I just love this. I'm very blessed. And everything is going to plan, and it will get bigger and bigger. So, Scott, it's always an honor to have you on. You know, we always do great shows. We flow great together. I'm looking forward to October, and we'll talk maybe a little bit on, you know, be a little bit after the anniversary show. But maybe we'll get into a little bit of that, maybe some of the highlights, what you like about here and all that. And uh, we'll go from there, brother. So thanks for being on. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's always a great time talking to you and looking forward to the next one, Eric. Yes, sir. So, as I said with all that stuff, just go out and do something special today. Life is asking that from you. So, for Scott Shetler, this show will be up tomorrow. This is Eric Fiorello. Be the best you can be. And don't forget, stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up. And when you see something you don't like, Open your damn mouth. It's that important. That's what we are here, and we're only going to get bigger and better. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend, and go out and make your mark on the world. Thanks, everyone, and we appreciate you. Believe me. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.